Love yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Know your worth, then at tax. Make an income while making an impact. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Visualize your higher self and start showing up as that. Level up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Level Up with Lou. This is episode 30 with your girl Leone. Keep up with the pod on Instagram at Level Up with Lou and email me at levelupwithlou at gmail.com with any comments or questions. Also, if you like this episode and think someone else will, please share it. Hi, guys. I am back with a brand new episode, episode 30. I'm here with two special guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll go first. Um, so I'm Patrick. Some of you listeners already know who I am because I was on the previous episode or two previous episodes, actually. Um, yeah, so I'm now a graduated doctor, for those of you who've been following along. Um, soon to be working in Wales, so that's exciting. But yeah, so I'm here with Toby today, one of my boys from secondary school. I'll let him introduce himself. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Toby. I am a data scientist, so I chose to do maths, not medicine. Um, it's much better. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. I live in London. I've been working for two years now. Might go back into education and do a PhD. But apart from that, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for coming on this episode. So how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing all right. Um, so currently I've been house hunting for my new place in Wales. It's been a bit of a tough task just because of COVID, trying to get house viewings. Some places can't get recordings of the house and I can't really get up there to view the house as well. So it's been it's been quite tough, but it's slowly moving and we're slowly getting there. That's good. How about yeah. you, Toby? Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, COVID really, really made my workload a lot more. Like, it's a lot more tasking, but it's still, it's still quite enjoyable, you know, because, um, yeah, like, uh, you, you learn more about the business because, like, people are getting furloughed. You have to take, take on more responsibilities and it's across more sectors of the business and you kind of learn more about how it operates. And, yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting. It's quite, um, it's making me feel a bit more entrepreneurial and, Potentially, I might start my own thing soon. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. That's cool. I was going to say, what do um, data scientists actually do? Because I don't really know much about so that line of question. So basically, my job is to know you better than you know yourself. Um, and so basically, I make predictions on, you know, customer behavior, um, prices, what it should be. Um, and yeah, just try to basically, I don't know if, if you've ever... I've uh, gone on a website and it's got like recommended, uh, recommended kind of like playlists or kind of items you might want to buy. And basically all, all of those are basically algorithms that we've developed in order to try to maximize profits and revenue and basically understand the customer better and yeah, try to sell more at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are the people that try to sell stuff to us. Wow. Uh, we create algorithms basically to know... <laughs> to know you better than you know yourself. So you're basically list, the ones always listening to us and then yeah, you suggest something later on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Long story short, man. That's crazy. That sounds cool, though. Do you enjoy what you do? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, really fun. You're always learning um, and you're always researching, which is like the key thing. I like the research, research aspect of it. And um, yeah, good. enjoy it. Enjoy it. That's good. So how do you guys know each other? Because um, obviously I met you. I haven't actually met you. Guys, I haven't actually met Toby. But I have spoken to Toby and gotten to know Toby through Patrick. Um, so how do you guys actually know each other initially? Toby, I'll let you tell the story. Oh man, I think basically I was at I was in year eight at the time and Patrick was start so Patrick's a year younger than me and he was starting out uh, starting out secondary school, he was on the bus and you know, typical year seven, you know, he was with his parent and he was nervous, he was looking shy, and I spotted him and he was like I was like, Oh yeah, no, this guy's definitely year seven. And then basically, um, I just like spoke to him like, yo, is it your first day? Don't worry, you'll be fine. It's, it's honestly, Aww. it's a great school. And I think I spoke to his mom about the school as well. And then, um, yeah, I just told him, don't worry about it. You'll enjoy your day. And then I think because we live on the same, like we get the same bus back. Yes. So that kind of relationship just kind of built up on that, you know, getting the bus back home, getting the bus to school kind of thing. And then, yeah, eventually mm. just kind of chilled, kicked it. And then, yeah, just blossomed into a friendship here we are oh that's really nice that's actually really nice um i don't know because from what i like know of you and what you uh, seem gosh. like you and patrick seem quite different if uh, i'm correct well, you might yeah. have like you might have like similar interests but i feel like you guys are quite different personality wise uh, <sighs> am i right in saying that or is well, that like yeah but it works so I, oh yeah, like I'm I'm the taller, better looking, more muscular, <laughs> smarter one. Yeah, that's correct. Older. Oh, well, he's a doctor. Yeah, I could have been a doctor. It's easy. It's medicine. Ooh, so, what is it? What's that? It's nothing. But yeah, um, it's nothing. Wow. Yeah, I could do what he can do, but he can't do what I do. You know. You know. Mm. We are different, but a few of us in the friendship group, we're we're all we're all unique. Um, in our own ways and it just works like I think we just yeah. we ba- we do balance each other out um, I'd say so we, we don't we are different like you said but it just I don't know it's just worked <laughs> over the years it's just worked really yeah That's really good. I think for me personally I have different friendship groups and one one thing that I cherish about this friendship group is because they're quite like well established you know they're all doing really really well in their kind of mm typical kind of careers and it kind of makes me want to level up uh, pardon the pun um to their kind of level um and um try to it gives it basically makes me inspired that these guys kind of inspire me to do better and the fact that they're younger than me and they're more well they're not more successful yet but they will be if i don't you know if i don't level up um then yeah it kind of keeps me on my toes basically and doesn't let me fall back yeah, I think it's important to have friends that like inspire you and motivate you to want to do better. Because if not, like you're just going to be stagnant. And yeah, yeah and if you're yeah. stagnant, the world is moving. So you're just always going to be behind if you're not moving as well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. definitely. Now I love seeing, I love seeing like good male friendships because I feel like. <sighs> with all this like toxic masculinity and stuff like i feel like men it can be hard for men to like build proper friendships that like they're able to express how they feel like be 100% real and vulnerable with each other so i I really do appreciate um when i see guys like that are really close and support each other and are there for each other so that's really good so in this episode um so i've been doing like a dating um 
dating sort of like a relationship um guide um uh, episode, like episodes <laughs> so don't know <laughs> um but I kind of stopped my relationship series just because of everything going on with the Black Lives Matter and then mm. all the stuff with the um women you know I don't know if you guys have heard of like all the stuff going on with like all the um sexual consent yeah. stuff yeah. and yeah. all yeah. of that yeah. and then on Twitter there was this whole thing about this list of like oh, abusers yeah. and all that stuff so I was like let me do Obviously, I, I feel like I have to talk about these things. Like, I couldn't just ignore them and carry on with my relationships. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's basically what's happened. So I've, like, skipped, like, two episodes. And I'm back to talk about what I was talking about before. So I actually wanted to do this episode as kind of, like, a um, relationship prep episode in terms of, like, the stuff to talk about, like, before. Like, when you're dating someone... Um, like knowing how, knowing when you're ready, um, dealing with like past baggage, um, Mm. and then stuff to do with like dating habits and CRB checks and boundaries (laughs) and relationships. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing already because you know, (laughs) but yeah, so that's what, that's what this episode was, um, or is going to be about. Um, yeah, I think it's really important when, because I talked about my, my other episode, I talked about you know looking for a stable relationship and the things that you need to have basically like in a like someone that the things that the person that you want needs to have. So then it's good to actually talk about what do you have, what do you bring, how do you prepare yourself to meet that person as well. Yeah. Um. So my first question that I wanted to ask you guys is how do you know when you're ready to start dating? Oh, yeah, Patrick, you have to go first. Nope, nope, nope. I, I need to think. I need to think. Right, cool. Um, how do you know if you're ready to start dating? Wait, so do you mean like from sing from singlehood to you know getting on the market, or do you mean from talking stage to dating stage? Um, I would say from singlehood to getting on the market. Um. Because that's like an easier way to start from. Like, how, how do you know you when you're ready to actually start talking to people, start getting to know people, um, and start dating? I don't know, you know, because from my experience, every time I've said, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, do this single thing for real this time," it's never worked out. <laughs> like. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just you know I'm just chilling, you know I don't need no one or oh, gosh, like or it'll be like I'm just chilling, you know I'm just gonna take some time and just be single for a bit, but then I, I just meet someone or not even I meet someone, but yeah, like someone will just turn up and all of a sudden I'm just reconsidering. Do I really want to stay single though, or can I pursue, <laughs> or can I pursue this a bit further? So, um. I don't know. I think it depends really what what drives you, because some for some people they choose to remain single because they know they don't have the time to invest in a, like invest in a relationship. So if they are going to get in a relationship, it will probably be like so they probably won't invest time in it just because they're busy working on themselves or busy working on their side hustle or their main hustle, that type of stuff. Mm. Um, mm. So I understand why for some people it's like, but I guess. If that's you, then when you know that you're going to have, when you know and you can tell yourself, oh, I'm now going to have time to actually invest in a relationship and pursue this person, woman or guy type of thing, um, 
then you're technically ready because then you're invested into you know you're all in type of thing rather than being mm. half out because that's how things are almost destined to fail but that's that's what i think like if if you're gonna be ready for a relationship then you're gonna do you know when you're ready when you're ready to invest the time and put in the effort because if you're not going to put in the effort wow. then what's the point essentially hmm Mm. Oh, gosh that's a good one yeah yeah i think for me it was more um it was a, it was it was actually a tragedy that kind of forced me to kind of or rethink made me rethink kind of like what i was doing so as um so as patrick mentioned like you know uh, the single lifestyle is usually people who don't believe that they have time um to kind of devote to someone and i had that mindset practically since yeah, I was 15, um, I was kind of having the single lifestyle, if you want, uh, especially during university, it was really, really bad. And um, I think, yeah, the enjoyment, you, you got to, you got to like, for me, university was about getting that first class in it rather than wasting it on like, you know, well, it's, yeah, on a, like a single person. Like, I, I didn't believe I could have gave, given them that time that they kind of deserved, you know. So, you know, um, finished my degree, you know, I was still doing Higi Haga. I was going to, I was doing my, then I went on to do my master's at um, Uni of Nottingham. And then I was still doing Higi Haga. And then one day, whilst I was in the gym, I actually broke my humerus into two. Um, wow. Yeah, so I broke my arm and basically my life kind of went downhill. Then, um, you know, I couldn't really shower. I couldn't cook by myself. I couldn't even... I couldn't even sleep normally. I had to sleep like sitting up, and it was just kind of like a, a depression, like yeah, depressive kind of state during that period. And um, and then one um during that time, I was with well, there was one girl out of the Higi Hagu that was going on that was kind of stayed stayed on, and she really really helped me during that time. Um, you know, helped me with the cooking, make sure, taking care of me. And even when I had my surgery, she was the first one that when I woke up, she was the first one that was there. I was just like, right, like this is this is kind of nice, you know, having this one girl is not actually too bad. And then, you know, there were benefits of like, you know, having the one girl, you know, you get to know them intimately and all this stuff. And um, yeah, it was quite nice. And then from then on, I thought, you know, what, let me put the past to the past. I've had fun. I've done all of that. Let me actually get serious. And um, yeah. And then ever since then, it's just been relationship. God-fearing Toby, isn't it? God-fearing. God-fearing. <laughs> God-fearing Toby. I don't know yeah. why you keep repeating that, but... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like you're trying to convince us. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's take 10, by the way, guys. Take 10. Take 10. We had technical issues. Take 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you're trying to say to me is going through something that's changed to your life kind of made you realise that actually this is something that you would like in your life. I don't know, yeah. having someone stable and, you know, yeah, building it was, something it's, real. Yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, it's a lot easier to maintain. Um, and it's it's actually building something and building up with someone is is yeah, it's far better than, you know, investing little time in like multiple people. Hmm. But yeah. That's good. Um, I think for me, I would say um, I knew that I was ready to start dating. Um, I don't know whether to go from like my past or like 
when I was just single and enjoying my life. Cause those are two different things. Mm. Cause I would say when I was like single, being a baby girl and living my life, um, I knew that I wanted to start dating when, um, I felt like I'd worked through majority of my issues. Yeah. So in terms of the stuff that like, I felt like I was struggling with. So like my insecurities, things that like I'd gone through as a child, things that like kind of just affected me when I felt like I was doing the work on myself, I felt more ready to start dating. Um, and then I'd also say um, when I kind of learned how to love myself and, you know, be selfless and give to people. I think that's when I kind of realized, actually, maybe I can have something to offer someone in a relationship. Um, Cause it's thing is about being in relationships. Like it's, it's something that you have to compromise and you have to kind of excuse the word, but like die to yourself in terms of like, you know, you're not always going to get your way and you know, you're not always going to be satisfied. It's not always about you. So I think when you're ready to stop seeing the world as just about you and ready to actually focus on someone else as well, I think that's like kind of how you know that you're ready to start dating. Um, And then I'd say from being in a relationship to actually getting getting back to the dating field again. So like obviously having a breakup and dealing with a breakup and, you know, getting over that. um, I knew I was ready when I kind of was over my ex. Like I wasn't like thinking about my ex too much. Um, I'd kind of just sat down to reflect and think about what, was it in my past that kind of had led to the breakup and just try to identify what I could improve on. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think if you don't do that, then you kind of end up back in the same situation again, Mm -hmm. which is just pointless. Um, So I would say if like someone's like gone through like a breakup and they're not like open to love, you know, they're not, over their ex, they're not like identifying the patterns from the previous relationships and like situationships and stuff. Like, I think it's quite pointless to like, you know, get into dating and like to carry someone along and like, you know, allow someone to like develop feelings for you when you yourself are not ready. And I think it's wrong because a lot of people like try to like push like dating and like relationships are like the way to go. I think it's wrong to do that because not everyone is in that frame of mind. And I think you should only do it when you're ready. Like if you want to play the field, if you want to, you know, date around, um, see different girls, see different guys, that's fine. Like you don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to be stable. You don't have to be um, committed to anyone. It's just about really knowing yourself and knowing this is where I'm at and why you're doing what you're doing as well. Yeah. But, so, yeah. but relationship to it does look sweet though. <laughs> ah, yeah. I think you got to be careful though. Like, um, like if you're going to... If you're going to be, like, you know, having fun or, like, you know, living a single life, you've got to be careful in the sense that you might find it hard. There's, there's this kind of theory, this pair bonding theory where, you know, the more partners you have, the harder it is for you to kind of settle down and be with one person for a long period of time. Mm. So you've got to find the right balance of, you know, uh, having fun and, you know, also being able to still have that kind of 
oh, I can commit to one person and yeah. like not bounce around kind of thing. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. But yeah. So trust me, like you have past experience with that. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, it's definitely true. Um, I'm a strong believer in like, I'm not playing the field per se, but I feel like it's important to know what's out there. But at the same time, be very careful with your heart and your body because it's yeah. like you can get very attached to different people and then end up more of a mess than you were before you ever started. How would you guys um, deal with like past relationship baggage? Because I know um, when you've kind of dealt with different people, had like situationships or, you know, dates and here and there and just got into different people, you kind of start to pick up different things and, you know, start to basically like um, develop your own baggage as a result of the stuff you've gone through. So how would you guys say that... um, the best way to deal with the things that come with, you know, having a past. Like, how would you deal with that? Yeah, Patrick, you're going to have to go first. I think we have different opinions on this still. No, no, no. I think you should go first on this one, bro. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, for me personally, um, if, if, I don't know, I don't, I don't really stay in contact with someone that I've previously been with. I mean, for me, it's just kind of learn from the experience. Um, mm. uh, kind of analyze what went well, what went wrong, and how it could have, mm. like, you know, changed and what I could have done better in a kind of reflective mm. kind of manner. But personally, um, I personally don't like to keep communications with anything that, or anyone, I should say, that I've been with in the past simply because, yeah, you just, you just don't want to relapse. It's, it's just that kind of, you don't want to have that kind of, personally, I don't want to have that kind of entry to communicate with, because there's, there's mm. a reason why you broke up, you know, yeah. there's, there's yeah. actually a reason, and for you to go back, it might make things worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Um, I mean, dealing with baggage, let's, let's address that. So dealing with baggage, firstly, you have to accept the fact that you have baggage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes external people for you to, for external people to say something for you to realize that you have baggage. And I guess that's better mm-hmm. than almost entering a new relationship and then finding out you have baggage then, because then you've almost dumped your baggage on someone else and now you both have to deal with that baggage type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say for me, when I had a breakup and I had baggage, I think just talking to those around me and I had a really great group of friends around me um, kind of who knew the impact of that relationship and they knew you know where it broke down and really just chatting to them and then going through all of that because I guess when you go through a breakup there's like Toby said you always analyze and like well like you said as well you always analyze like what went well what didn't go well and I think as people we have the habit depending what type of person you are um for me, I have that habit of almost blaming myself type of thing. But I know mm. people have the habit of blaming other people. That should have like a, mm. ex, I don't even know what the word is, but we blame on external factors. But for me, it's more internal factors. And I think mm. um, I, I do that quite a lot. And I think having friends around me who kind of understood the situations, um, really helped me break that break down that baggage and actually just reassured me and convinced me like actually you know what um 
you're not a bad person or you haven't really done anything wrong, that type of thing. Um, yeah. Of course, if I, do, if I do something wrong, they will hold me accountable to it. And that's why I appreciate my group of friends so dearly because I know that if I'm doing something stupid, they will challenge me on it. And that goes for everything outside of relationships. Um, but yeah, I think having a group of people around you who can actually talk to you seriously and be like, yo, you're going through some stuff instead of jumping into another relationship take some time deal with that baggage talk to us you know or even if that means taking some time alone to kind of sort through things yourself that type of thing just make sure you handle that baggage before moving on to the next relationship um, mm. and then Toby kind of touched on like keeping in touch I think keeping in touch doesn't help get rid of that baggage because how you used to put if that was the if the relationship was the cause of the baggage keeping in touch can almost kind of make it harder to kind of let go of those feelings that you may have had um those bad feelings that you may have had that led to the relationship breakdown or whatever it may be all behaviors in fact it may be hard to let that go um but on on that note i think for me i it depends really the person so if we were friends before we dated it kind of makes it hard to kind of like cut things off completely mm. if we weren't really I don't know if you get what I mean like if you weren't really friends before we date like we didn't really talk that much but then we dated for a bit and then we broke up then I guess that line of communication we kind of isn't there but Toby's right because I've seen like kind of both sides I've seen kind of like both sides where I have kept in touch and I haven't kept in touch and I think well, the one that I have kept in touch with ended up <laughs> we ended up not keeping in touch anymore. So, mm. um, so I guess it kind of all ends the same way because it's really like Toby has said, it's really hard to stay friends with exes just because you've got that you you've already got that experience, you've already got that. Let's say I don't even know what to, how to put it, but you already you know built you already have that relationship, but then now to kind of yeah. change that relationship backwards rather than moving it forwards mm. um it is hard to do and it's hard to mm. kind of maintain those badges i know some people do it but i personally find it hard to and previously i've told myself oh yeah but it's it's just it's just nice like i'm just a nice guy it feels, it feels me to cut someone off but really like you kind of have to do it like you said you have to be almost self-centered and kind of do it for yourself and be like actually it's probably healthier for me not to be in contact with that person um, because it mm. allows me to move forward because then yeah. I'm talking to doesn't have to think about oh is he still talking to his ex that type of stuff exactly exactly mm. I think just to add on top of that point I think um, even staying in that contact with them it kind of makes it hard for you to kind of take yourself out of that situation and fully analyze it from the third person because if you're like if you're still in communication then it's kind of st- I know it kind of makes it modelled and you kind of think, oh, it wasn't that bad. You kind of overlook the things that you, you kind of, like, was kind of the cause of the like, breakup in the first place. Um, so I think it's really, really good to take some time off, um, you know, chill with your friends, look at look at the relationship in a third, third person and it will allow you to analyse it better. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it, it's, it can be hard to, to kind of let go but um it is what it is man it's part of being in a relationship and it's just tough yeah yeah it's very true um so 
when I was like thinking about my response to um, this question, I kind of was thinking about like possible types of baggage and possible ways they might manifest themselves and how you can possibly um, deal with them differently. Because I feel like, for example, if you got like baggage of like, let's say like trust issues Uh or like, you know, baggage of fear of commitment, the way you would deal with those two different things would be different in terms of like how you would, um, yeah, the work you would need to do on yourself in terms of getting yourself to the point where you can either maybe like trust someone more or to the point where you feel like being in a relationship is not gonna stop you from enjoying your life or doing what you want to do. Cause let's say you dated someone that's like, you know you need to tell me where you're where you are at this time you can't go out with your friends like trying to control yourself Mm. you might then get to a point where you're like actually i'm quite scared of being committed to anyone and i don't really want anyone to ever tell me what to do in my life again so the main ones i kind of found out about were guilt fear regret inner criticism and PTSD. So guilt as in, in terms of like feeling guilty for um, something that's happened. So like you're unhappy or um, you're worried or something that's happened, maybe possibly something that you've done to someone. So like maybe you've cheated on them or maybe um, let's say, for example, you had, you were with someone and they passed away but before they passed away, you guys were arguing about something. Mm. So it's like you're dealing with the guilt of knowing that the last conversation you had with this person was, you know, something negative. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was regret in terms of like, obviously feeling sad about what's happened, you know, like feeling down about a mistake. So like whether it's something that you've done that you wish you could have done better or maybe something you said, or maybe it's even like the regret of um, being in a relationship. Maybe let's say you were in a relationship during uni, like the whole of uni, you were in like a three-year relationship. The regret of like not having those experiences that you might have wanted to have, you know, obviously seeing your friends go out, you know, enjoy their lives, (laughs) date multiple women, and you've kind of just been faithful this whole time and now you have nothing to show for it. Um, so yeah, that's another one. And then obviously fear. So like fear of like, you could possibly be like, maybe fear of, um, fear of being vulnerable. So like opening up to someone, um, knowing that they could hurt you <laughs> with something they know about you is that's, that's quite a difficult one. Um, cause when you're obviously dating someone, you have to kind of eventually become more vulnerable with them and open yeah. up and, this person basically yeah. gets to know you like no one else does. And that is a very difficult thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, you might be like carrying the baggage of like the fear of opening up and being vulnerable and letting all your walls down. And then the fourth one that I found was inner criticism. So as you were talking about like criticizing yourself, the fact that you blame yourself for something that's happened, you kind of, you know, um, you basically just judge yourself. So you say maybe like, for example, if it's a girl, this, you might say, oh, maybe if I was skinnier, maybe if I was smarter, maybe if I was, you know, better looking, maybe he wouldn't have broken up with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like criticizing yourself that it's my fault. Like there's like a voice in your head that tells you, oh, it's, I'm the, I'm the problem. I'm the reason why this person broke up with me. When in reality, 
you might even you might look like Halle Berry. You might be the most beautiful woman in the world, and yeah. this man will not be happy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it could be Bria Miles. What you say? <laughs> you could be Bria Miles. Yeah, you could be Bria Miles, definitely, exactly. Um, and then the fifth one was PTSD. So that's post-traumatic stress disorder. So um, PTSD is actually like a mental health condition. Um, but then it's triggered by witnessing something terrifying. So like maybe you had like a domestic violence um, experience or it could be anything. Or maybe, for example, um, because this is actually something we touched on my last episode. We talked about the fact that like, even if you're in a relationship with someone, they can still rape you. So maybe if that's like happened to you in your past, you could be possibly having like flashbacks, nightmares and anxiety about all that. And that could be like a baggage that you carry on into your next relationship and the future. And you kind of don't really trust people. You don't really, you know, you don't really want to be um, in a situation where that could ever happen to you. So you kind of guard yourself and like, you know, try not to um, let people be too comfortable around you. And obviously these five things that I've kind of touched on there's things that are very major very very important you know they they can be very um very serious in terms of like the way it then affects your future relationships and people that you're talking to um so yeah I want to say how would you guys like if you pick one of the things I've talked about so like the guilt fear regret Mm. inner criticism PTSD just pick one and talk about how you would actually um, address it and deal with it Um, in terms of like let's say for example someone's been cheated on in the past so obviously maybe they're fearful of being cheated on again or maybe you know they have that inner voice in their head that tells them you're not good enough, you know, no one's ever going to like you for you, you're not rich enough, you're this, you're that. Just pick one and talk about how you would deal with that situation. Okay. I think, okay, you can do it first. Actually, okay, yeah, go. I think for me, I'd, I'd like to choose PTSD. I think um, especially when you mentioned, like, you know, non-consensual, you know, sex. Um, I think especially for females, it's, it's, it's kind of something that's going to be hard for them um, to kind of talk about and um, it might make them upset, but I think it's something that's quite important um, to discuss. Uh, once you feel like you could obviously trust the person, it's something that you need to discuss with future partners. Um, and I think it's, it's it's really important because otherwise, suppose like, you know, you're, you just or like you're mid something, you're mid kissing, and you all of a sudden start crying. He will be quite like you know confused. Um, and I'm talking from experience, obviously. And um, and it's as a guy, I think you need to kind of be considerate, and I think you need to you need to um, you need to be quite sympathetic and do the best you can to try to help her overcome it. Um, and show that, you know, she's actually worth more than, you know, what the past has kind of made her think she is. Um, I think Mm -hmm. also, yeah, you just like, you just got to kind of take it like baby steps. Don't try to force any kind of thing. Just try to communicate. I think communication is quite key, especially Um, just talk about it. Um, Understand where she's coming from, you know, make her feel, you know, treat her well, feel like a princess, you know. 
do all, do all the things you can because it's really first of all it's really really brave of the girl to kind of talk about that kind of topic uh, to you it means she actually really really trusts you and she really really sees like you know something special in you um so yeah just yeah just be quite sensitive and you know be very careful um when someone's talking to you about ptsd kind of situations yeah yeah that's a very good point um with the whole communication thing because i think so if i choose to talk about um let's say fear so fear of being vulnerable um that's something that will take time and obviously with all of these baggages we've said at the start of this episode we've said uh you know take some time handle that but some of these things like these things you've mentioned like the guilt the fear the inequity all of that that these take a long time to kind of deal with and mm. all that you might still be dealing with it when you enter a new relationship. And as Toby has said, yeah. communication is so important. So I think if you're aware that you have these qualities about you before you want to communicate with your partner about these things before you even let them become an issue. So for example, if you have a fear of being, vul- of being vulnerable, you might not open up as much to your partner about your emotions. You might not even if you do like love your partner you might not tell them that because you're scared of being you know you're scared of being exposed you're scared of being vulnerable you have those thoughts of uh what if she doesn't like me back or what if like or what if that's a bit moist stay you get what i mean or what if it's too early all of that stuff um so it's important to talk to your partner about these things and what that is when you get in a relationship or even if you're talking to someone before you even get into a relationship just having that conversation be like um listen like the last relationship i was in or one relationship i was in you know had me feeling this kind of way and i don't want Mm. i don't want this to kind of get in the way of you know us chatting or whatever but just so you're aware like if i don't do this if i don't do that it's just because i'm still getting over some stuff so give me time and be understanding and i think just by having that conversation it kind of frees you up to almost be yourself without having to worry too much um, and obviously it takes two to tango and the other aspects of that would be from the other person's perspective where when they hear that they have to less think oh this person's um, let's say incomplete or whatever but more this person's a work in progress just like me type of thing and mm. accepting of that and then moving forward with that so it just almost goes to show that instead of kind of dumping your baggage onto the next relationship you're kind of working through it but you're working through it with the understanding that you know your partner's going to be there either working for it with you or just allowing you the space to work through that yourself without it affecting the relationship so mm. yeah like toby has said communication is key like with all of these things just communicating with the person you're talking to and just take taking your time more firstly taking your time to be able to address these things and not rushing to a next relationship but also mm. allowing yourself the time to allowing yourself the time to work for these things and not letting it be a barrier because just know that you can just communicate with your partner and communication can go a long way basically in terms of dealing with baggage and not letting it get in the way of progression really but yeah i think mm. i think just to add on to your point i think baggage as a whole should be something that um, should be mentioned at the start of the relationship 
Mm-hmm. Because I think, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, wow. because, because that's it, a lot, though. No, I know. I, I get what lot. you mean. Can, I get what you, can you imagine, like, you're dating a girl, she comes and tells you all these things about her, yeah, and but then all the stuff then, she's gone through. But then, wouldn't you feel a bit overwhelmed by it? Yeah, I get what you mean, but at the same time, you know, you've you've now, you know, now it's an open book. You know everything about it, and then now you can make the informed decision whether or not you're you're okay to deal with all of this stuff um earlier on rather than you know two years or three years I down the know. line i, I know because some that. that was no toby i'm just gonna say like i think you're right to have your reservations about what toby's saying but i i agree with lou to the point of there is a time for this and it's i think there is a time for this but it's not straight away However, mm. it's something that needs to be discussed at an appropriate time in the relationship. But Toby is saying more more earlier on than later. Because if it's so, when how early are we talking? As soon as possible. <laughs> Toby's as soon as first day. Did this guy say first day? the first. Not not the first six months because that's like the honeymoon period, really, and. Even if you even if you bring baggage to someone, they're like, oh, that's that's minor. We don't care about that." But I say after the first six months, that's kind of when you know the euphoria starts to settle down, and you can have those mm. proper conversations. Um, mm. but I agree. You don't want to drop something that heavy on someone so early because you kind of it, it can be a bit overwhelming. Because even if the person then- is ready to handle it, I'm just the way. Let me finish. So even if the person is ready to handle it. Because you've kind of dropped it on them so early, it it, it can it can fluster someone into thinking oh, mm. this is too much. Maybe I'm in too deep. Um, let me not let me not take the risk. Maybe I'm not ready for this. Maybe I'm not ready to handle this person and their baggage type of thing. While if you tell them a bit later on, when you've been together for a while, you get to know each other a bit more. Then they can make almost like you said, Toby. They can make an informed decision because they've seen the good and now they're aware of some of the baggage and now they can make an informed decision. You know what? Do I want to pursue this or not type of thing? But yeah. Yeah, but then suppose suppose they say, ah, oh, nah, I don't want this. So, so what you've done all those years or all those months and like, you know, it's all for months. what? It's just months. Nah. Like, yeah, that's that's why I, I feel like it should be somewhere in the earlier on stage because, you know, everything's out of the It depends on the, like... It, de- it really does depend on the baggage though because some people Fair enough, yeah. some people have some big baggage that will take a lot of time to work through but then it goes back to what I'm saying though because if, if someone's working on it then it shouldn't be a barrier because they're just letting you know look I'm working I'm working through some stuff um, but that doesn't mean I'm not ready for you know to pursue this relationship or whatever but I'm just letting you know I'm working through some stuff so it may take some time, you know, to do this, to do that. You get what I mean? Okay. Okay. Hmm. What do you think, Lou? I I completely understand what you're saying. I think I agree more in terms of like, when you know, like, for example, like when you know the fact that this person's working through something, it's just better for the relationship. Like, like from early on, Mm. I like, I agree. I completely understand that. Um, but I do think some things are just quite difficult to say initially. And oh, I feel like getting to know someone and building that trust actually allows you to then want to open up and let them know about certain things. Mm. So, for example, let's say, I'll, I'm going to use myself as an example. So, like, 
um, my, I don't want to, this is not a relationship because I don't, I don't see it as a relationship, but I'll call it a childish error. Um, my first ever childish error was, um, this is like a significant one. So I found out that he basically had a fiance. So he was two years older than me. Um, he was 21. I was 19. 19. Fiance at 21? Yeah, Jesus. Right? So he was, he, was, he was a godly man. He, you know, he knew the Bible back to, back to front or front to back. Like he was on it like, you know, Donkey Kong. But obviously a man's got a fiance and then you make me your girlfriend. And I'm here for what, like a good part of two months thinking that obviously there's no one else in the picture and I'm all yours. But <laughs> then going on to a new relationship, just having that trust that the person is actually single when they say they're single and not, you know, like just hoping and because <laughs> in the back of your mind, like you think, oh, maybe he has a family in another country or, you know, he has a girlfriend that we don't know about or a wife, you know, like it's very hard to like, you know, trust people when the first ever person that you sort of kind of were vulnerable with um was hiding such a big secret yeah, from you so uh something like that i probably maybe within the first two three months okay maybe not three months maybe four or five months more like i yeah. probably would say if i if i if i actually really like you and i'm serious about you i will probably let you know that like you know this is something that i'm dealing with um that it's not that i don't trust you it's just that I've been lied to in the past and I kind of have to just have my guard up for a little bit. And most guys will be fine with that, knowing that obviously eventually, hopefully that you're going to kind of let them in. So that's like an example of mine. But let's say for something like, I don't know, what's something that's like not as significant, but that's still baggage. Maybe possibly... Yeah. (laughs) Maybe someone used my... Use your card. Yeah, yeah, go on. Maybe someone use my card for fraud or something. You know, I I would I don't mind like we could be talking about past relationships from like the very very early on, and I don't mind telling you that you know, <laughs> if you try anything with me, I'm taking you right to the police station. You know, that's like something that's like oh, wow. it's <laughs> it's still baggage of trust, yeah. and you know, but at the same time, it's not that it's not as much of a big deal, you know, as someone having a whole fiance on yeah, you kind of thing. Yeah. You see mm. where I'm coming from? It's mm-hmm. like two different things. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, I think just whenever you're ready, um, when you feel like it's the right time, you can tell someone. But one thing I would say, because I was watching Natty Day Fiance before I started this recording, <laughs> she was telling the man, <laughs> she was telling, so she had like her, basically, um, to cut the long story short, this Brazilian woman um, was dating an American man and there was like some domestic violence stuff in their relationship in terms of like her getting really angry with him and she must have like hit him or something you know how like they say the brazilian women are very like spicy and like you know like they're very wild and like argumentative that's the stereotype Mm -hmm. with them but anyway she got arrested um so she told this guy that she went on a blind date with all of that on the first date and i was like how are you gonna tell someone you've been arrested three times 
um, for run. domestic violence. Like he is running for the hills. You like no matter how beautiful you are, like the most you're probably going to do is use you for sex, and that's it. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like he's not. No one wants to hear that someone is crazy on the first date. You know, maybe yeah. after some time when he's gotten to know you and understand you as a person, you can maybe disclose it. But not on the first date. You know, when he he doesn't like he's not that invested in you for him to yeah. you know see as a light matter you know he's probably gonna run for the hills and think you're crazy anyway so but yeah that's what i think one of my other questions that i did was to talk about um how to heal and move on from the past but funnily enough and everything that we've said we've kind of already touched up on yeah we've kind of touched upon those things is there anything else that you guys feel like is important in terms of healing and moving on from your past because i remember you guys did mention about like um the fact that it can be quite difficult to move from like a romantic relationship to a platonic relationship Mm. and like you shouldn't really force it if it's not naturally there yeah yeah. um and then obviously taking time to like process the pain and like dealing with it is there anything else you guys wanted to add to that i mean if it's not all all the time you may have this opportunity to but i think if there is if the opportunity arises to um, have just have that kind of mature conversation with the ex-partner about you know if feelings were hurt that type of stuff and just get closure because some people sometimes really struggle with closure and people get closure in different ways um and i think that might be a, a valid step in the healing process of being able to talk through some of those you know some of those feelings that you may have had or where it went wrong all of that um yeah you know like you see on that on those youtube pages where the he cheated on me and they sit and they talk about it that type of stuff i feel like Mm -hmm. that could work um but obviously for some it may not but yeah i think that's probably an extra step that can be added to that okay so um i have a question for you guys um let's say you were in a relationship with a girl and she was still good friends with her ex, would you feel a certain kind of way? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? Hell. What for what? What's the point? Why are you friends? What's actually the purpose? Like, um, no, on a serious note, I know from experience that I would feel some type of way. Because really and truly, like, what's... I know some girls, you know, they, they they don't see it as such a big deal, but um it's kind of like um it's your past for a reason so you're again it's just going back to my earlier point you're just kind of open kind of like that communication um portal or potential to kind of go back you know kind of like um yeah go back to you know all, all the person has to say is oh i miss when we used to blah 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 and it would just trigger an emotion in you suppose you know you're not you're not really over the person and i think I think um, the fact that you're still friends or you're, I mean, you were supposed to weren't friends before and you're still, and you know, you just start dating and you're still friends. I think that um, kind of signals to the other person that, you know, potentially she's not fully kind of let go of the past. The past is still there. She can still, you know, go back to the past if she wants to. Um, so me personally, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's 
kind of a problem. But I think it depends. It's, it's, it's situational. If you were friends before, then what can I say? You know, he was there before me. So, no go zone for you, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's that's quote-unquote baggage, isn't it? So you got to get rid of that. Fair enough. Personally. It's a baggage. It I, I'm tired. It's got to go. Go, go, go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for me, oh, what was the question again? What do I? How do I feel about um? What call it? My and being friends with an ex. Being friends yeah. with an ex. Um. Firstly, it depends. When we say friends, yeah, are we saying like friends as in go out as friends, or are we say friends as in not even friends, but they still, you know. Okay. Look at look at. Look at it this way, yeah. Look at it this way. Suppose it was one of your friends that she used to date with. Oh come on, man! That's a different. So you're not. No, no, no. But if you're not going to be cool with that, yeah, then come on, man. You can't. Yeah. No, no, no. So I'll answer the question. Um, okay. I yeah. It's all from. I think for me, it's also no go zone. Like previously, um, previously like a couple of years ago, I may have been like, oh, what's the point? You know, they're just friends. Like, if if your partner tells you they're friends, you just got to trust them, they're friends. But I've learned um, the hard way. He's <laughs> <laughs> learned. Of that, and I've learned the hard way that it doesn't matter what your, your intentions are, even if um, you're just trying to be friends with the person. Their intentions might be different. Um, mm. I think... I think as as the partner whose you know partner is an ex, that's what goes through your mind. And obviously, I I never really thought of that because I was just like, well, it's just friends, like it doesn't really matter. Until I was on the flip side of that. Um, so that's just to say that um, I think if me and Tobi were talking about this the other day, I think if your partner, so for example, if you tell your partner, oh yeah, you know, me and my ex, we still chat, like, we're still friends, just because, let's say we were friends before, right, and then your partner, therefore, and is like, actually, you know what, I don't trust her, or I don't trust him, um, they seem like they have an ulterior motive, or they seem like they're just trying to keep you to themselves, or whatever, you know, whatever it may be, if your partner says that, I feel like, as a person who's friends with that person, you kind of have to respect your partner's wishes and be like, yeah. you know what? Not cut the person off, but just tell the person, listen, um, you know, my partner doesn't think it's cool, cool with like, I can mm. have a loan or whatever. Um, I hope you understand, whatever. Because I personally see it as almost a sign of disrespect. Like, yeah. I've already told, I've already told you how I feel. That I don't, I don't really feel like I don't like it. And I don't, yeah, I don't agree with it. But then you've you've heard it and you've basically said that's nice, that's how you feel. But I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway, type of thing. So I almost see it as a level of disrespect. But in terms, I mean, the other side, the hard part of it though is if they were friends before, then you can't really like understand what you're saying, Toby. But like as you know it's baggage but you can't read if someone's friends before you can't be like god just cut someone off. yeah because what yeah if, i get because then what if the current relationship breaks down what you think they're just gonna go back and just pick up the friendship where they left off after just being dropped like that no that friendship is kind of tainted now 
because it goes to show to that person like yeah you're my friend but as soon as I get a partner I can drop you just like that and then I'll pick you up no 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 but if, if they're a true friend it shouldn't really matter you know I mean personally I think if it's like if, you, if you're someone's friend like if, even if like you you'll be able to understand why like you know they go their own way and like it's not yeah I agree if you've had that conversation be like yeah my partner doesn't feel too comfortable all of this all of that um then I guess yeah but yeah to answer the question I I have now learned that it's a no-go zone um (laughs) if we're talking friends friends as in like close friends but in terms of like civil with the occasional um you know hi bye merry christmas (laughs) thanksgiving that type of stuff I don't I don't really care for that because I mean, there's no, there's no, emo- there's no emotional attachment there, type of thing. So yeah, yeah. I think just to add on to that, um, I think it's if your partner doesn't feel comfortable with you being friends, then and also the fact that your friendship isn't really essential, I think it's yeah, it's kind of more like you said earlier on, it's a compromise. And I think yeah. if the person's really truly your friend and they're not trying to let you or anything, then they they'll completely understand where you're coming from. And there will still be your friend. Suppose the relationship doesn't work out. Yeah, you know? that's word. I think there's yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with not wanting your partner to be friends to the next. But it goes back to it, though, doesn't it? Communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. How about you, Lou? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a tough one for me, isn't it? Because on one side, I do think that. If someone, like you said, has been friends with someone, who are you to then just come in and be like, you yeah. have to end this friendship because of yeah. me? But at the same time, I think, I think when you had a romantic relationship with someone, it's just different. And I don't know how comfortable I would be if, let's say, for example, my boyfriend or someone I was like dating seriously was still talking to their ex and like friends with their ex. Like, I don't know. I would feel like something is still going on. Like, I mm. I can't trust that kind of um, relationship. It's quite difficult for me. It feels like a thing. Let's say, for example, maybe they'll be like family friends from like very young. And, mm. you know, there's no way they're going to be out of each other's lives. Fair enough. You know, I can understand that. But if it's like one little small friendship that, you know, you can replace easily, I don't see why, you know, you're forcing it. Like, just leave it. Yeah, um, yeah. but not to say that people are not I'm not saying people are like easily like um Droppable. yeah like I don't think you should just get rid of people and dispose people that's not that's not what I'm trying to say I feel like good friendships are hard to find but I think um if it's making your partner uncomfortable you really have to make a decision mm. um whether it's like maybe making your friendship more um what's it called more respectful so maybe like the times you guys talk the yeah places you go together you know like just making sure that it's respectful so like obviously you wouldn't be speaking to your you know ex-girlfriend who's also your friend at like 2 a.m in the morning or you wouldn't you know go and see her alone in her her house because that could be seen as like you know you doing something that you shouldn't be doing yeah yeah but mm-hmm. it's not to say that I don't, I don't i'm not saying i'm not saying completely like cut people out um because i know like 
even like for me, for example, like kind people out is quite difficult. Like, especially when someone means a lot to you. Yeah. So like, so you might like here and there, like mess- message each other here and there. But I will never say that I have a friendship with an ex. Like I'll say if anything, like we just talk once in a while and we're like, yeah. you know, on good terms, but we're not friends. Like I would never ever call yeah. an ex a friend, that's even if I we were friends. Right. Like, I'm like, that's calm. Yeah, especially when like it's, I feel like even if, if you guys have like similar friendship circles, it's even harder as well. Because oh, let's say, for example, like obviously in our like medic nurse friendship group, mm. let's say I was dating, for example, one of like maybe let's say let's give an example, maybe I was dating like Tanaya or something, yeah. and then we broke up. It would be difficult to cut Tanaya off completely because obviously we're all in the same friendship yeah, group and we do things yeah. together. Do things, yeah. yeah. It would just be a bit awkward exactly. still. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. Friendship is, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think friendship with an ex is needed. But I do think it's okay to still like talk to each other once in a while and, yeah. you know, still be around yeah, each other here and there. But not like a, stuff, yeah. yeah, but not like a whole full-blown friendship yeah, where like, yeah, yeah. You're pouring out all your issues to this person, and like, do you know what I mean? When I do something wrong to you, you're going. It's your figure chat today. <laughs> you know how rude that is. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Can you imagine? So in terms of talking about preparing yourself for a relationship, we've talked about, you know, dating when you're already um, ghosts of relationships past. Talking about preparing yourself for a relationship what are some bad habits or patterns that you've seen in people like you've dated or like friends that you have that you think actually this needs to be broken before you get in a relationship or start dating someone like what are some things you've seen in people that you're like yeah this is not going to fly this is preventing you from progressing (sighs) this is pushing off the right person for you what would you say see i've only had one proper relationship so i can't really I don't I don't there's nothing really bad that she oh no okay okay lateness it doesn't have to be particularly something that you've gone through but maybe something that you see in your friend or let's say okay. you've gone on like a date with someone like maybe it hasn't become anything serious but you just went on a date with this person and you were like yeah this is not going to happen ever again what are some things that you've noticed you so said you said lateness yeah, I think personally, I'm I'm someone who's quite I'm someone who's very very punctual, or sometimes even early to events. And I think, for example, like I'll, I'll try to organize a date. This happened in the past. I'll try to organize a date. We have a specific time slot. So suppose it was like pot shop, where you're given a specific sums uh, time slot, and then the person is like, oh yeah yeah, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna get there. You tell them five hours in advance. Blah 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 blah. And they're still late. And like, it's just kind of, you're having to delay the, the employees at Pot Shop. Please, please give me a little time slot. She's on her way. She's on the way. Yeah, that's that's very, very vital. Especially the very first date I was with, with this person. Um, We were meant to meet up. We were meant to have an Airbnb there where, you know, we cook um, or she cooks and we have like a kind of date. Like she sits down, we, we sit down, eat and actually talk, you know, at, like, you know, like a private environment. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is, come on, man. This is when I started working in it. Fresh money, fresh money. <laughs> but, um, so basically, we were meant to meet up at two. Um, I got there obviously early. She drove. I didn't drive at the time. 
um, got there early, got there on time, and she ended up getting the, we. So we we're meant to get there at two. She ends up getting there at seven. Um, <laughs> so you can imagine me in an Airbnb for five hours, just chilling, getting just so irritated. And like, ever since then, for real, have you seen that meme of New York? I don't know from Play the Flav. That was me, fam. But yeah, trust me, lateness is, is something that needs to be eradicated. Oh, has to be gone. That's that's a bad habit. Yeah, I know a lot of guys hate lateness, man. But no, Toby's right though. If I've told no, I'm sorry, if I've told you five hours in advance, yeah, I'm sorry, but you have no excuse to be late. Like unless there's, unless there's an actual valid excuse. You unless your car breaks down. You late or something. Yeah. Uh, the lateness really it, it bugs me too, Toby. I feel like that's a habit that needs to be broken. Cause if you're dating someone, yeah, or even yeah, exactly, it's a habit that needs to be broken before you even start dating someone. Because keeping someone waiting is one way to get on their bad side, and before you even get there, the person will be in a bad mood anyway. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Trust me, you get what I mean. When you get there, right? Even if there was chemistry mm. there, you've just um, dissolved it all away because yeah, yeah, bro. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you that night. The food tasted different, fam. It tasted so... When, when she got there late, it just didn't taste as good as it should have, fam. Wow! Yes. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I did this. But you know what? She made up for it. So I'll give it, I'll give it for us. But never again, oh, please. I goes out to any future Miss Toby's or like whatever. Please don't be late. Um, That'll piss me off. <laughs> All right. Oh, what else? What else? What else? I think not like if people have a habit of not listening or zoning out, like that's something you need to you need to fix that sharp sharp. Because if like guy or girl, if you're on a date like with someone or you're gonna try and get on the dating scene, someone you're gonna have to listen at some point. <laughs> Like even if you love talking about yourself, you can have to listen at some point. And I think mm. if you're not good at listening, then if you're not good at listening, then that's going to be an issue because obviously the person is trying to get to know you, but you're not going to get to know them, and they're going to feel like you're not really putting any effort in that type of thing. So yeah, mm. and it's something that needs to be worked on if you're going to get on the date scene. Mm. Definitely. Um, for me, I'll say um, when you're trying to like push for things to be serious very quickly or like when you're trying to change the person that you're dating. So in terms of like, if I'm one way, so if I like, for example, me, I'm bubbly. I like going out, I like doing things. I like traveling. So if you're trying to like change me to be a stay at home um, girl for you, like that's not going to work. Um, I think it's important to when you first start dating someone, if they're not what you want, leave it. It's not by force. You don't have to settle. You don't have to try and start molding someone to be who you want to be, who you want mm. them to be. And I think even me, I've made that that mistake in the past where like you're trying to change someone to kind of fit what you want. But at the end of the day, it's easy to just find someone that is actually what you want. Um, mm. And then getting serious too quickly, like I'm not going to like very early on, let's be honest, I'm gonna be probably talking to other guys as well until Kai. you tell me that. Kai. Until you tell me, <laughs> until you tell me she that there's no other, 
there's no <laughs> other girls that you're talking to that you you know see this is something that's long term that you want you want to see how this is gonna go and you're gonna only focus on me i'm sorry there's gonna be other that, that would stress me out that would stress me out <laughs> but the thing is, guys do it all the time and no one says anything. And I feel like very early on, that's how you get that's how you get played and that's how you get your heart broken. Oh, when wow. you're you know, when you're getting too invested in one person, when the person hasn't even said they even want you like that. Like they haven't shown yeah, well, the commitment, the, in- the interest enough. Like the first couple of weeks you're getting to know someone, it's just it's just too fresh to cut everyone out completely. And I don't think, yeah. Okay, I think I, mean, I think I think that no 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 I think I think that's a good point actually. I think that's a really really good point. Um I am popping like that, Patrick. You should know me by now. Yeah, come on, I still into the DMs. Come on. No joking, I didn't. I didn't, I really didn't. I honestly didn't. I don't know how I didn't. I just said she had a good podcast. That was it. I didn't. No, she she, she could even vouch. I'm not there. And of. Go on. Anyways, I I think you made a really good point. Um, I think I think you're right in the sense that you you never know how. Yeah, if the person doesn't show their intentions quite early on, then you don't really know what's going on. And I think it's very fair to not miss out on something else that could have been really good just because you were trying to build on something that actually eventually wasn't even there in the first place. But then how did so, you have the time and effort for all of that? Because I hear the thing is I hear it and I've seen it like um. When so long as you're not dealing, though, it, it's not it's not that hard. Uh, but bro, like the effort to be talking to multiple girls on the phone at, at the same time—it's simple. Timetables clash. What if? No, <laughs> I mean, bro. Copy and I mean, paste. Copy I and like paste. It's I don't know. I said copy, copy and paste. But um, <laughs> I think I feel like when it gets to more than um three at a time yeah. that's a problem that's Jesus. a big problem i feel Jesus. like initially when you're no, no, no listen that could be listen no you guys think it's crazy but it's actually not crazy because wait 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 listen can i explain so you first you first so let's say for example there's this guy that i'm always talking to but maybe let's say I, he got my number in carnival like mm. carnival last year but he hasn't like taken me out on any dates so let's say let's say this is like December of last year. So like December, so from August to December, we haven't gone on any dates yet. Um, we're just talking, getting to know each other, but there hasn't been really any interest shown as in like, oh, I want to actually take you out. You just want to just maybe reply to my messages and you know just talk online. I know he's not very serious, but he's still like some sort of like entertainment and someone to like talk to here and there. And then let's say let's say. Wait now, let's Oh, DVD. Oh Lord. You know, if I if I if I if I want some free Chinese, I can just you know send him my address. He can send some food to me. You know. And then let's say, let's. I'm I'm explaining how you can have three guys you're talking to at one time. And then let's say, for example, I met this other guy in let's say maybe like two weeks ago. I met him on my way to work. And it's still very fresh. We're still getting to know each other. We're still talking. We're planning our first date. But it doesn't mean I'm going to cut off the other guy that I've been talking to for like, what, two, three months now. And let's say maybe like I go to a party like today and I meet this new guy. 
even in the next two weeks or so, it doesn't mean that the other two are getting cut off. It just means that whoever's more serious will get more of my time and I'll just adjust you. It's like, it's like you know, when you're cooking. I mean, Patrick, you should know because wow. you love to cook and stuff. And it's like, Golly. you know, you put, the, put, put the other one to the back, move the other one forward. You see how, you know, how serious the one you like more is. You know I mean, like you just kind of, you adjust yeah, the, after, after the effort this. you put in. After hearing this, I might just go back to my old ways, honestly. Look, look at these girls. <laughs> look at these girls. So you're telling me I have to basically turn up the heat in order to tone the other guys down, basically. Basically. My point is that if you act if you're very like if you're serious, um the guys that have actually like got me to be in a relationship, it's the amount of like I know, okay, cool, you shouldn't, like, it's not by force. You don't have to chase a girl, all that stuff. I understand. But it's honestly the amount of time and effort you give a girl that will kind of increase her interest in you if she actually likes you. I agree with that. Um, So, like, for example, if you're asking me to go on dates, if you're calling me every night, like, eventually all the other guys will just fade away to the background. We're to the point, like, they won't even be relevant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you start to, if you start, no, listen, if you're, if you haven't made your mind up yet, if you're not waste, if you're here to waste my time, and then I'll just bring the other guy forward and you'll go to the back. Wow. That's how it works. Like, this is, but guys, guys, let me, this is a, this is a disclaimer, guys. This is a disclaimer. This is early on. This is not, <laughs> I'm not saying this is like after um, dating a guy for like months and like, you know, feelings are involved this is like very early on when you don't guys don't know where you're going i'm that's i'm a big advocate for not like putting all your eggs in one basket too quickly um because that's how you get as i don't know about men but i know definitely for women that's how you get yourself played i'm sorry men you just said they have to put the effort in so now i'm saying how supposedly you you say free yeah i'm like cool now flip this now flip the script here how is a guy supposed to maintain all of this pressure for three different girls. Come on. Okay, so here's my yeah. here's my point. I'll tell you how. I'll no, tell you how. in the same way, in the same way, I don't want to talk for guys in it, but in the same way, you you'll tell how much a girl likes you by the amount of like you know time she's giving you. If she lets you take her out on dates, if she's engaging, do you know what I mean? You'll kind of just know which one is liking you the most. And that's the one you should really spend the most time on. And if you see she's starting to get big headed and, you know, um starting to try and like play the field and not take you seriously, then you to yourself, you go and, you know, adjust her to the back and bring wow. the someone else that has more sense forward. So this it's basically bad. like you invest in someone based on how much they're investing in you is basically what I'm trying to explain to people very early on. You don't want to do too much when someone is, if, if this guy's telling me, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for a relationship. Um, let's just see how it goes. I don't really know if I want to be committed. Then I said, okay, cool. That's fine. But don't expect me on my side to be only talking to you and, you know, doing all these things that a girlfriend should do for you very early on. It's not going to happen. May I ask a question? Would you be dealing with these people during this time? What do you mean? Like, like getting quite intimate or is it like... No, never. Never. It would never... Like, that's what I'm saying. This is very early on. It would never... They're just... Sugar Chinese fam, fam, come what? Three come Chinese. Want to save us, Chinese? Want to save us? Save us? Burger King. It could be any, whatever you want. Nando's. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Whichever flavor Jesus. you want that day. 
Jesus, Nigerian women. Well, I'm trying to complete a medical degree as well, fam. This is a whole degree. <laughs> you know? Nah. It's, I feel like, okay, I don't know for guys, but it's probably easier for girls, to be honest, because half, half, the work, half the work is done by men. So, like, as in, like, y'all, you, you guys are the ones that are doing all the chasing and asking people on dates. So, I mean, all I have to do is just wait and be Kai. I, I said go on. I would teach you the ways of handling yeah. more. Kai, I can't talk too much in that one. I'm a God fearing man. <laughs> God fearing. But no, it doesn't mean that oh you're sleeping with everyone or you're um what's it called? It doesn't mean like it doesn't mean. Just one thing is that like, it doesn't have to. I think yeah, I think for me, priority even me even down to like you know. Thought, like even start like messaging you and all that stuff i'll kind of do like a little like crb check kind of mm. <clears throat> kind of like see if there's actually any potential um in the yeah. one girl in the first place and kind of see you know what she like you know what's her friends like blah, 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 blah. and then talk to her that usually i meet girls through you know friends and that or like insta or whatever but usually it's mainly it's just friends um so I kind of already know what her friends are like. Kind of gather what mm. she has from her friends, and then yeah, stick with that one girl. Talk to her because um, I feel like if I was to, uh, <laughs> I know myself. If I was to juggle girls, ah, uh, it would be it would be peaking it, and um, like trying to explain that to, no, nah, it would be peak trying to explain to that one girl that eventually wins. That oh yeah, by the way, I was talking to Sandra, uh, Lakeisha. Lou, all these, all these girls, yeah. <laughs> uh, she won't, she won't like it, and she will feel quite paranoid in it. Um, and like, yeah, personally, that's why I would just kind of stick with the one girl. I would have done my background checks and all mm. that, and then yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Then you move on. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, but, talking about CRB checks, since you mentioned on that, do you think they're necessary before you know? getting to know someone and get anything anything serious with them what's on your crb list say that again i want to hear what's what's on your crb list first of all what's going on here why are you reading the question i'm the interviewer i'm the host now and, uh, Anyways, um, I th- what's your question? CRB, what I said, are they necessary? Like, I think so. Gets- I think mm. so, yeah. Um, there's always, there's always like things you could do to kind of screen, you know, what you like, you know, what you're looking for. Um, so kind of mm. you could just add those filters and you know, kind of filter through all the BS kind of you don't want and then get to you know the things that. You kind of look for, and then it makes it easier to kind of mm. get along with that girl, rather than not doing a CRB check and seeing ah, she got a red flag here, red flag there, red flag everywhere. You know, looking like China. You know. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Where did you get this guy from, please? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What are you but um, anyways, yeah, I think it's very, very important. I've never done a CRB check, fam. 
I have. Mm. So you never asked anyone about a girl you're interested in? Nope. Wow, uh, you are crazy. I've never asked like, ah, uh, you know, um, asked like around her friends, like, oh, you know, is she speaking to anyone else right now, or not even that, or um, yeah, I don't, not like anyone serious that I've been been with i've never really done a crb check all the red flags i've kind of like kind of figured out along the way yes they probably could have been avoided if i did a crb check <laughs> maybe i should start doing crb checks oh, no. <laughs> i don't need to because obviously i'm in a relationship now um come on <laughs> so yeah, no, I've never needed to do one. Like, I've never like stalked, even like the Instagram. Um, I'm whoa, 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 whoa! Like, careful, careful. Say Instagram stalking. Even Instagram. It's not stalking. It was just to, um, to like see, you know, what the girl looks like, what she likes to do. But that's stalking. No, isn't that like another form of checking out? Because that's what that's it's, it's checking out. But it's not like to the extent where Toby, Toby's talking. It's not. It's not like a proper proper CRB check type of thing. Yeah. I mean, all, I mean, what you just kind of look for is, you know, I mean, just usually you can kind of, you're, um, the, the theory is you're a kind of average of all your friends around around you. So, I mean, if all the friends are showing traits that you like, chances are, you know, you know, she's quite inspirational. I, I like I like a girl who's quite inspirational, kind of, you know, wants to live, like, you know, kind of move like, up in the world. And, um, you know, if her friends are showing that, you know, and she's quite financially smart, you know, she's not taking out a bank loan to go on, you know, Afro-Nation or whatever. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I just kind of say no names, is it? Pew, pew, pew. If, like, you know, just those kind of things, they're, they're really, really important to know earlier mm. on because those things could really, down the line, could be an issue, you know, especially finances. If she's really trash with money, that's going to piss me off. That would piss a lot of people off. Mm. Um, and, so um, what are like some kind of questions like because you know I don't know some people may not actually understand when we say CRB check what are we actually talking about like what kind of questions are you asking people to find out information like what what things are important to know about someone before you start you know dating and like trying to see them in a serious light um, probably the first one is are they on the market so that type of you get what I mean like oh let me ask her friend, is she single right now? Type of thing. Mm. Um, that type of stuff. That's the easiest thing. And then on the on the other side of that, you can kind of get to... Uh, you, hey! Uh, I was going to... Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, I was hoping we would go a whole episode without talking about body count. Wow. No, but that, that is important. Like, body count. Body count is very, very important. Someone has sprinkled body count into the convert. It's important. It's very, very important. Side. Um, and, but then again, though, like you were saying, with like the whole money thing, that's that's a that's a tough one to kind of find out. But I guess that's mm. what you can find. No, no, you can find out. You can find out if she's serious, as in, like, um, if she wants, if she's looking to be in a serious relationship right now from her friends, or if she's just wanting to do a, you know, a thing, a fling, whatever. Because um, then that kind of sets you up for, ah, uh, okay, I know what I'm in for. Do I want to go for it or not? Type of thing. Oh, also, I guess you could find out as well if, um, I guess we're, you kind of can find out with finances because you could ask about, like, 
um, her attitude towards men and money. You know, maybe is she gonna say mm. Chinese on her phone or exactly? That's some people, isn't it? You get what I mean? Some people. But yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was. Yeah, I think. I think that's quite valid. I think. Um, yeah, body count. Well, to some people, does matter in the sense. Again, referring back to the whole pair bonding thing, it's quite. It's been proven. I'm not trying to be, sound like a nerd, but it's actually scientifically been proven that it's harder for, for people who have higher body counts to be or be in a long term relationship. They're more likely to divorce, um, be the single mom, single parent. So for me, um, and also I guess it depends how the body count kind of came about. Um, that like you know if it's if it's just like a series of unfortunate events, um, then that's quite understandable. Unfortunate events. It, trust me, it can happen. It can happen. Um, it can happen for a body count. Trust, trust me, it can it can happen. But if it's like someone that's you know like you know kind of just being like, oh, I just wanted to have a bit of fun. I think CRB checks it. Well, I'm sure it's very, very like important. Like I said, the friendship thing is just technically a CRB check because obviously if you know the person and you know their friends that they hang about with, then you can't exactly. get an idea of what the other person they are, even if it is a bit judgmental or whatever. But you can still get an idea of the type of person they might be. And I guess that in itself is kind of like a background check of the person, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's also important to know, like, you know, because imagine if it's someone that's been with your friend or something like that, then that might, if you don't do your checks, it might be something that's quite, yeah. you're not, you, know, you might not really feel it's comfortable with. You'll find out later, won't it? Exactly. It will kind of, yeah, it will put you off, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. How about you, Liz? You, you look for in that background. Yeah. Um, and how do you do a background check? Because I'm taking okay. notes since I haven't done one. Oh gosh, you're not taking notes. It's I feel like it's hard. Okay, let me. It's harder now because um, okay, it's harder and easier. It's harder because okay, a lot of things are kind of done online nowadays. As in, like maybe you might a guy might slid into your DMs and you're gonna start talking to him. But like you don't have any mutual friends or Jamie, you, know, you don't know anyone that might know him. So it's kind of hard to like get like a whole background check on that person. But then it's also easier in the, t- in the sense where like the world is smaller, obviously, because of social media. So like someone will always know of someone um, and things always kind of get around um, in that way. Um, what I would say for me, but I haven't done that many, but what I will say, I'm quite like... Um, if I like, if I'm interested in a guy, I quite, I, like I like to ask questions about the guy to people that know him. Mm. So I kind of ask like, you know, does he have a girlfriend? You know, what has, does he cheated on anyone before? Like what's his past kind of, is he like a player? You know, what's he, what's, what kind of things has he really been up to? Cause you kind of get to kind of know about how someone is in a relationship or if they're actually someone that's worth even getting to know as in like in a serious way. Mm. Um, and then I do my Instagram social media checks. So I not not only will I do social media checks, so I'll check you on all the social media medias, yes. if that makes sense. I'll also um do like a Google check of you as well, just to see if anything anything oh. comes up. Because I remember this it was funny far enough. Far obviously, this is this is a case of mistaken identity. But I remember when I was like talking to this guy. This Ghanaian guy. <laughs> And I looked up his name and it basically came up that he'd been in prison, but it wasn't him. It was someone else. But 
that's why I think it's so important to do checks like that because you can find out, oh, someone's been in prison. Someone's um, maybe had like a case, maybe like a rape case or like an assault case, or maybe they've been like violent. Or maybe, for example, maybe like they're like, you know, relates to someone that's like rich and famous. I mean, that's not, that's not really important to me, but it's important, like for example, to know these kind of things where like maybe if you like, I might not, for example, want someone who's like in the limelight. So let's say a guy approaches me and I find out like he's, let's say Chris Brown's brother or something. Like, I don't, I'm sorry, but I don't really want to be around all that mess of like fame and like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it unless it's something that I fell into. Let's say I loved you before, fair enough, but I wouldn't just, you know, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to date Chris Brown's brother for the clout of it because I know how much, you know, how much stress fame is, but that's just me personally. So I'd want to like avoid, but what I'm I'm basically trying to say is that I want to avoid the bait guys, the guys that are out there and known by everyone. I don't like it at all. The ones that come up on Google, the ones that flag up on your Google check, basically. (laughs) Yeah, just, just bait people. If they, I feel like, don't get me wrong, like, it depends on what you're bait for. If you're doing good things in your community, fair enough, but if you're just bait out there, you always go out, you know, you're you're popular with the girls. Do you know what I mean? If you're not bait for anything that makes sense, like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of that community. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that, those are the kind of checks I would do. Oh, but I do definitely, yeah. one thing, I, I definitely ask my girls if they know about this guy, I'll share like, I'll put in the group chats because I have several group chats. I'll just post a picture of the guy and be like, oh, is there, does anyone know about this guy? And my girls do it to me as well. And funny enough, because I was, when I was in Brighton, I didn't know a lot of, the guys and like the ACS team and like um, yeah, so that's Africa Caribbean yeah. society. Mm. Um, like I like we yeah like person I actually spoke to them like I so like when you know one of them you kind of start to know the others and you start to get invited to events and you start seeing the, the the same the same kind of faces. So I would eventually end up knowing more about um a certain group of guys that maybe the average girl would so i could say to my friend actually no this guy yeah you don't want to deal with this guy he's 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 trash he's not worth it or you could say oh no this one's actually he's actually a really nice guy like yeah you might as well like you know get to know him and talk to him so that's that's how you kind of just like get to you know just 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 sorry just to add on to that just before i forget just because your girl say he's trash he's all of this Please, 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 just talking from experience, just give him a chance because he might be trying to change himself. He might be trying to better himself. He's aware of his past. His past is mm. not that great. And he's, yeah, potentially trying to move on at certain That's people true. I know, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. But, um, but it's something that you can possibly ask him about, no? At least you can say, oh, someone said this about you, like, you know. How are you dealing with that? You know, are you, are you, are you, do you still have that same kind of mindset Um, or are you changing? And they can kind of like talk through what they're doing to actually become better, you know, and that, that would probably like make you feel more at ease with, you know, dating someone that has a pash, not pash, has a trash history, but I don't know. It's a tough one because as the list, you know, that list on Twitter, as that list shows you, what people say about you might not always be true. Because I know one of like the three shots guys, they put his name on the list. But obviously, because we don't know what the list was for, as in like, we don't know whether it was, maybe he lied to a girl or it could have been anything. He could, maybe if a girl was obsessed with him, she could have just put his name out there. But the fact that like someone else can have like a, a, a misconception about you or like 
be out like have like a vendetta against you they can just like say stuff about you and then like that's like the story everyone believes is quite scary scary as well so that's why i always say yes do a crb check but at the same time you to also ask your questions to the person Mm. um and see where they are um yeah i think that's really important you can't always trust what you find out in the CRB checks. They do give you an advantage, don't get me wrong. But also, like, getting to know someone kind of shows you stuff as well. So just to finally just bring the podcast together. So we've talked about um, talked about bad habits to break. We've talked about how to heal from the past. Yep. We've talked about baggage. We've talked about signs that you're ready or signs that you're not ready for a relationship. To actually make the move and, you know, get the girl or get the guy, what would you guys say is like the right way to approach a potential bay, whether it be online or in person? Because there's obviously like different ways to do it. Uh, Toby, do you want to take this one? I mean, me first. Okay, well, okay. In the context of, uh, let's let's start off with a club. In the context of a club, I think first of all, eye contact is quite important. Um, because you could you could kind of tell a lot, yeah, I'm about sorry, eye contact. <laughs> no, no, you don't know that. No, you don't stare. You just quick glance. And if you guys catch a quick glance and she flicks her hair or she gives you kind of a cue to come talk to me, then go and talk to her. Innit? You don't want to be end up like that guy. You know, she's dancing and you're just being a bit of a creep and like yeah, trying to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's So it, it depends what context. So if if it's in a club club environment, then. Boy, I'm old, so I'm definitely not doing this anymore. Or even in, in, in a bar, it would apply. Yes. So what you got to do is, yeah, just look for the cues to approach and then go and talk to her um, and try to, don't, obviously, don't. Like, if you if there's someone that you're trying to be serious with, you wouldn't try to take it back to yours, but, you know, you get a number. So, you know, you can then go to someone that's quiet, you know, next day or something and then actually have a conversation and get to know her. Uh, um, wait, if it's just to rebuttal that, I I wouldn't move to no girl in the club. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get that, I get that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, I get that. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe outside that. the club, I'm not inside. Yeah, yeah, but I think over the phone, um, if it's on like the social media, I think. <sighs> That one's hard, you know, because I'm not really a social media type of person. I don't really post like that. Are you one of those people who will try um, one of those goofy ass? Goofy ass. Yeah. I think I think the goofiest I think the goofiest thing I've ever told a girl is like, this is a girl I, I don't really have much mutuals with. Um, it's basically saying that uh, you know, I don't really add people like that I don't really know, but with you, I kind of had to break that rule. But that's not even cheesy. But it's just me personally, I can't. I'll tell you what that I heard that was good. Um, it was, ah, oh, what did I, ah, oh, um, I think, right, there we go. It was, um, you don't, you don't look like you have someone with my name. For example, I'll say this you don't look like I have a Patrick saved in your phone. Oh. Um, <laughs> <my number. laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, no, I can never do the social media thing. I'm not a social media guy. The thing is, yeah, the thing is, on online, the thing is, yeah. So I'll take care of the social media thing. When you're online, yeah. So I haven't, I haven't had to do the online thing for a while because I've been in a relationship for a while now. But I've supported many a friend who's <laughs> and I honestly think so for example if you're like or if you're not the Tinder scene or whatever, I honestly think you've got nothing to lose 
by throwing up a Steph Curry shot from half court in terms of like either coming in with something catchy or even some I don't know something cringy or whatever just get a response you get what I mean because they can take it but what, what's wrong what's wrong with hi how are you hi is that too plain man ah oh, mate it shows my age no 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 you can say hi how are you yeah but I mean bring some bring some character to yeah character to it you get what I mean hi how are you so you can you can copy and paste that to women do you know do you know how many hi how are you women get in their DMs like you have to stand out you have to stand out and I think with that you've got no like if it's someone you haven't seen before and it's just online things, you actually have nothing to lose. So all the guys listening to this here who don't want to shoot their shot because they feel they feel their fear looking like a mug. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. The worst thing that will happen is your screenshot. Maybe put it on Twitter. You might become a meme for a bit, but who cares? Live your life. Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know, what? I think. For me personally, I'm, I I prefer speaking to someone in, in person because yeah. the conversation just flows a lot easier. Um, I'm not really much of a texter; I'm more of a speaker. Mm. Um, so it should lead towards meeting them in person. Like no, it's not. It's not. It's not like that though. Aim though. If you yeah yeah. Now nowadays, come on, we're we're all above twenty now. We ain't got time to be texting, texting for months, type of thing. Exactly. No, I hate that. Honestly, you know what I mean, right? Like, come on, it's like a waste of time. Man. Forward, exactly. So I'm like, if you oh yeah, you obviously slide into the VMs and then, um, you know, you're chatting for a bit, but that soon after chatting to her in the VMs, you should be like, ah, oh, um, you know, we should do something, or you know, ask her out on a date. If she says no, she says no, but you have to. But then there's. But then there's that there's that issue where you know they can get used to this kind of method and like you know actually talking to the person like in person might kind of not be kind of natural to them like you know like when when i was younger me and a friend of mine we used to play this game just to kind of get good at like talking to people in person like we used to play this game where you know you you the other person picks a girl that you have to go and talk to this is what 16 17 yeah 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 the other person picks a girl you have to go and talk to um and like you have basically 10 seconds to go and if you don't go you have to do push-ups and still have to go and talk to the girl yeah yeah and you have to still talk to girls so i think you know social media is kind of made uh talking to people in per um, in person kind of harder because it kind of yeah it's, people don't have that confidence anymore to kind of approach a girl, you know, like, like you know, and talk to her, you know, make a laugh, Why make a smile. It's even more commendable. So hmm. I, I would say, though, like, it's a lot, like Toby said, it's a lot harder to um, approach a girl in person. But I think even if outside of the club setting, I think it's it's cool to kind of, like, just approach a girl and then just ask for her socials, right? And if if you get if you slide into them DMs afterwards and it goes it somewhere, cool. But if it doesn't, you've got nothing to lose once again. Like you actually don't have anything to lose. It gets a bit sticky when obviously it's someone that you know and there's friends and then yeah. yeah. When she's like, Oh yeah, he tried to talk to me the other day. And you're like it gets a bit sticky there. But I think I think moving to a girl in person is, I don't know, a bit more mature. I mean, you can slide into the DMs, but aim for like a date or something, you know? 
Yeah, I think regardless of what kind of outlet you choose to move to a girl, I think what's really important is to take your time, not to try to rush. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything kind of creepy, um, especially if it's something that can be used against you. Be careful. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, just yeah, just be calm, collected, and just, and just be cool with your approach. Yeah, that's way, that's key. The way I the way I got my current girlfriend, I moved, I slid into her DMs. And you know, here I am, right? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> also, don't, 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 don't fake. Yeah, just don't be fake. Don't hire or like, you know, PCP. Well, no, PCP is okay, but like rent out, you know, like a What's like Airbnb. PCP? I need to be educated. It's like, it's like it, in the car, but there's two ways. Yeah. It's all a bit long, but yeah. Yeah, but um, don't don't be renting and like renting an Airbnb. You say, oh yeah, you live here, trying to live a lifestyle, just try to trying to start like a girl. Yeah, because if if you have to do that for a girl, then she's not really the right girl for you. Um, yeah. I mean, so just yeah, just be yourself, have fun, just practice in it. Practice makes perfect. Isn't it? If you if you have to go on social media, on Tinder, and I'm like that. Um, is it Humba or Bumby or Bumble or whatever, whatever it is, Hollow yeah. or all, all of these ones? Bumble, just, yeah, just go, go on and practice your game. I mm. think practice makes perfect. But I think what you need to be like aware of is you need to focus on yourself more than the girl. The girl should compliment you, not the Okay, okay, Pastor Toby. Go <laughs> fearing, innit? Go fearing. I have a loop back onto our first point, which was work on yourself. <laughs> For real. But yeah, and the right girl will come along. Trust me, the right Definitely. girl. That's why I'm always pushing self growth because I feel like everything kind of falls into place when you're oh, looking after, you know, leveling up yourself. Um, but, as a woman, me, I don't believe women should be chasing men or like approaching <sighs> men. But listen, there's a but, there's an asterisk. If you are gonna do it, I feel like you should do it in a sly way. I feel like the guy should never really know that you're trying to holler at him. Like it may be a thing yeah. where like, wait, wait, wait. Like you're going to the toilet in it and you kind of just brush past him and you kind of just make eye contact. Or let's say, for example, maybe. <laughs> I'll be like, what's this girl now? doing? Why'd she pit me? Wait, now. I'm done. Well, let's say you're at the gym. You're trying to maybe do like this, what, like this, um, this, oh. um, move or workout that, like, you don't really know very well. You could be like, oh, can you help me out with this, please? And you know, guys love helping out. So he'll come and help you out and then you guys will start talking. Oh or maybe... So or that's let's what... Say, let's know. say, for example, let's mm-hmm. say maybe, let's say you're at, maybe like at Nando's with your girls and you notice, obviously, you're, you're, you're like, maybe you, you're, uh, you've placed your order and you notice maybe that like, you know, he has like his food and like, you know, he has his sauces. Let's say he was like eating like like lemon or herb or something. He'd be like, oh, well, why don't you try the hot version? You know, or like just kind of just tease him and just kind of say, oh, are you sure? Like, you know, you can handle that spice, obviously, because, you know, lemon and herb is not spicy. So like, that's like the banter, just like playful. Like, like, yeah, because I'm spicy, you know, you get what I mean? You know, <laughs> just you have to be sly about it. If you're going to, if you're going to, I never, I don't think, I never, I'm, I've never ever thought like you should be completely passive i not do anything if you like yeah, a guy i agree i do think whatever you are gonna do just make it 
not obvious basically like make it sly you know don't don't be weird don't be weird about it basically i think i think i think that's a really good point i think um also if you're the one that likes a guy it's really really important that you make the move because otherwise um there have been situations where like you know i've been out with friends and i didn't know this girl you know was interested in me blah 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 and then uh, uh, let's say me and patrick were out you know, out on a night out, blah, 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 at a bar or whatever. And we're about to leave. And then a friend of someone comes up and say, where are you going? I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going home. <laughs> what do you mean where I'm going? And she's like, no, no, you're not going. My friend likes you. You're going to go talk to him. Yay! I'm like, what? It's happened. And like, to be fair... And we left that. That's what happened. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but um, to be fair, don't, don't be shy in it. Like, if, if you're a female, can't lie, there's nothing wrong with coming up and talking to the guy. Because to be fair, that's probably the best thing that happened to me that night. And then we kept on talking and we're still talking to him today. Aww. So, kind of, well, <laughs> situation shit. God would take the, the road in it. Or will, or whatever they say. Yeah, yeah it's the will. God fearing, God fearing. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a counter for Harrington, you said God fearing. <laughs> You'll be rich. I'll be rich. You'll be rich. But anyways, it is what it is. So is there anything else you guys want to add about what we talked about? No, we've covered a lot today. I, I, I think, yeah, I think this enriched. Yeah, I think this has been a really good conversation for me because it's kind of made me really rethink certain things that I've done as well. Um, mm. I need to go home and call someone. <laughs> I make a bed. <laughs> oh, and obviously wow. the, the Sunday jello fries is waiting as well. So <laughs> we need to move. But no, I do definitely need I definitely did appreciate this conversation. It's definitely especially the female perspective of things. It's definitely kind of Yeah, I want to have me. been open. <laughs> yeah, especially the gym thing. I didn't know that was what's going on. I thought this girl was just kind of like to be annoying. I don't need. I don't need it. I can advise my friends. Like, listen, if a girl does, oh yes, yeah, so. it means you know. Hey, thank you. Nah, 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 nah. But come on. But sometimes, yeah. But you could be like, if you don't, it's basically. Okay, let me just let me just break it down to you guys very quickly. It's basically. Um, in a nutshell, it's basically the handkerchief method in terms of in the olden days when a woman used to drop their handkerchief and then the man picks up like, oh, thank you so much. That's basically it, but in a more modern modern version, basically. It's just a way to give you a, a reason to talk yeah. to me. Everything. I'm letting you know that you can talk to me, you know? Okay. You just have to be smart about it. It's not uh, that, it's not that we're not going to... We're not gonna ask you out, but we'll give you the opportunity to ask. But you, we'll, we'll give you the. Handkerchief, fam. Yeah, for real, fam. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Cause <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold it down, but for you, go pick that up. <laughs> no, the real that I think, I think, um, I think it also depends on the guy because I personally like someone who's quite direct. Um, mm. uh, it shows confidence, and I like confidence in a woman. Um, so it's each day, isn't it? Mm. You sly, or exactly. you can be direct. Just go for what you want at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Do you guys have yeah. any social media you want to drop? Any? Uh, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to be paid like that. 
Oh, go on, Patrick. The food page, you know, me and my girlfriend run this food blog. It used to have another name, which you probably heard about it when. Eat, love, something, something. Yeah, <laughs> now, you know, we rebranded, um, went for a more exotic name. It's called Goop Affair. Um, Jeez! It translates into the perfect taste um, from French. Wow. So the Instagram handle is at G O U T dot P A R. F-A-I-T. Group out there. Um, ah, all of this, all of this, just to keep refreshing your Instagram and no one's followed you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will scratch. <laughs> <laughs> your, your tires, fam. If you want to go and, oh, I should I get home, fam. But if you want to look at pictures of food, just Google it, fam. <laughs> 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 We've got recipes. We've got um, some more recipes in the way. We've got some food reviews coming up. But, yeah. You guys are doing bits with that page. I love it, honestly. Um, are you going to put out your personal one as well? Or what are we doing? Take a man. Okay, I'm going to take a man as well. Um, so I think, I'll, I don't even have anything on my Instagram, but if you want, it's T-W-E-O-H underscore. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on this episode. It's honestly been such an eye opener. I've learned so much. I really enjoyed recording with you guys as well. And I really hope you guys come back as well. Um, yeah, next time, hopefully you can pay us because I did this shit for free. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Look at this guy. I'm doing it for free. Oh, hell no. I'm doing it for free. I'm done. Nah. All of that, all of that. <laughs> nah, I'll be back. All that. right. Nah, yeah, same. guys. <laughs> And nice. I hope everyone listening has a wonderful week or weekend whenever I release this. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya, mate.